right, that's what's up. We're live. We're back in action. The Power 32 podcast is ready to start chatting, fingers snapping, and toe tapping as we await what will happen on opening night when they call out the captain's delight, baby. L.A. Bronis in the house today with me, host of Brownstown, USA, and of course, a very proud, happy member of the 3rd and 3 podcast family. What up, L.A.? Hey, what's going on, man? Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, you know we had to do this thing. You know, football's back in action. So are we. That's the way it goes, baby. That's the way it goes. My name is Jason Fearman, a.k.a. The Sports Profit, and today's show is brought to you by Reebok. The deal of the week for Reebok this week, get Reebok Rewind Shoes for just $39.99. Yo, that's some crazy prices right there. It's like lower than gas, man. So with the code Rewind at checkout, Go ahead, Third and Three Podcast will hook you up. Just go to thirdandthreepodcast.com, and we got all them goodies for you. And we got a lot of goodies right now because LA's in the house, and that means we're talking NFL action right now because it's Cleveland Browns. Yes, there's a lot of drama going around that, but we're going to try to keep it on the field for the most part. But, of course, it'd be ridiculous not to mention what has gone on lately. And it went from six games to the NFL and Roger Goodell appealing to 11 games, which is a very odd number. Um, it is an odd number, but it's very odd to come out with that sort of number, L.A. And even more odd is the fact that when he does come back, when he's eligible to come back, it's going to be against his old team, the Houston Texans. Now, I find that to be no coincidence whatsoever, yet a correlation on the NFL's part. Yeah, it was wild, man. It was going back and forth. Um, of course, we knew that Deshaun's, Deshaun Watson's party um, wanted it to either stay at six or go lower. Um, but then I had heard some rumors and things saying that they were actually trying to negotiate with the NFL earlier this week. And they had to write an offer of eight games uh, with the five million dollar fine. And right. um, yes, the NFL came back and said, no, we still want a full season. So then they were able to kind of settle upon 11 as being the final number. Hmm. Uh, it's a it's a huge number. Uh, but at the end of the day, as far as what I've seen, as far as fans and um, not even just Browns fans, but just fans in general. There's still a general black, uh, uh, backlash about it uh, yeah. because a lot of people feel like he shouldn't be in the league whatsoever. Then you have other people that um, that thought that the suspension should be lower. So at the end of the day, you can't make everybody happy. Um, and, you know, and like I said, they settled upon the eleven. Yeah, again, a very strange number to go to 11, and again, he'll be first eligible to play against the Houston Texans. Uh, just very odd the way that that does work out. So it is a strange thing, and again, um, it's not like he was criminally charged with anything, so they couldn't go as far as maybe they would have liked. I still thought it was going to be a full year, and then again, when you compare it to other things, whether it's Calvin Ridley or Ben Roethlisberger back in the day, or even a Ray Rice situation, you know, everything is different. And I guess they weigh it by your talent, you know, and Deshaun Watson is an incredible talent. He'll be on the field for your Cleveland Browns. And, you know, I, I guess I got to ask you straight up, you're a Cleveland Brown diehard fan. Like, is this going to be easy for you to root for him once he gets on the field? Or is this going to be like a sort of thing where you look at it like, uh, you know, like I want to wait and see, and hopefully he'll regain some respect or, you know, uh, you know, some self-pride, you know, going on as the season goes along and try to humble himself a little bit too. Uh, honestly, man, it's been exhausting, man, just to be a Browns fan, like, uh, well, my whole entire life, but even more so like this year, uh, because I didn't think that the situation would drain me the way it did, but it actually did because of the fact that being on different shows, talking about it, 
waiting and waiting and waiting for, you know, the final hammer to drop. Um, as far as when he gets back on the field, um, look, I root for the Browns. You know what I'm saying? So anybody who puts on the jersey, I, I know it's kind of blunt to say, but it is what it is um, because it is sports at the end of the day. Um, mm-hmm. So so if he puts on the jersey, um, I'm going to definitely root for him. Now, as far as like saying or being all outlandish and saying, oh, that's my quarterback and this, that, and the other, I'm going to definitely refrain from doing all of that. But as far as just being a team – a team, you know, rooting for the team, I'm going to root for the team. And if he so happens to be on the field and leads us to victory, then I'm cool with that. But uh, I can't say that. Um, and I've had and I've had players, too, in the past that have been on my team that I didn't really care for. Um, you know, so it, I, I'm just going to put it in that category. Like, hey, look, um, I don't really care for him off the field. But as far as when he steps on that field and he leads our team to victory, then, um, then yeah, I'm going to root for the Browns. Yeah, you know, I hear you saying it's a different uh, aspect, but, you know, I go back to T.O. with the 49ers, and, of course, nothing – he was not accused of anything like this. He was just kind of like a, a bad seed, if you want to call it that way, and kind of like a team killer. And while I absolutely did not like Terrell Owens, even when he was all-world everything with the 49ers, yeah, of course I was rooting for him at the end of the day. You know, I wanted good things to happen. So I understand rooting for your team. Again, this is a different kind of predicament, but at the same time – you know what, young guy at, made a huge mistake, you know, however you want to slice it, but let's hope that he mans up and learns from it. He's still, what, 26 years old, and we'll see what happens. It's going to be a while, but as far as the quarterback situation is concocted right now, you got Jacoby Brissett, who I happen to like, who I've seen him do good things, whether it was with New England or with the Colts. So I do like the kid, but all this talk about bringing in Jimmy G, I'd be the first one to tell you, L.A., and I would love to hear No, you're shaking. I'm with you. Like, no, it doesn't make sense to bring him in at all. Brissett could do anything that Jimmy Garoppolo can do. And why bring him in for, what, 11 games, and then Deshaun Watson's going to come back? So to me, I would just stick with Brissett because they're not going to really get anybody better than that, and that includes Jimmy Garoppolo. So... What do you think about that situation? Again, I, I would stick with Percet and uh, and let the you know things happen the way they happen. Well, I mean, the team has already came out and said that they're behind Brissett. Uh They're not pursuing anything else when it comes to that. Uh, they think that they're pretty much set with uh, Brissett, uh Dobbs behind him and uh, and Rosen as the third option. Um, and as far as what I've seen in training camp and um and then you know we've seen Dobbs perform very well against the Jaguars uh, last week. Um, Brissett is not going to play this weekend, so we'll see. Uh, we'll see Dobbs and, um, and Rosen again. Um, mm-hmm. we'll see Brissett that third game, that third final game. But, uh, from what I've seen, he's he's been doing really well. He has really great chemistry, um, with the receivers and the tight ends. Of course, you already know about our monster running game. Oh, so, yeah. So, really, really, what it's going to just boil down to these, these, these 11 games is just being what the Browns have been for these past couple years, and that is. Uh, you know, run first option, um, you know, um, and then de- um, depend on that defense, um, you know, which is a juggernaut as well. So, yeah, no doubt. I mean, yeah, your team is really stacked. I mean, we can look at it just offensively. I mean, they're not crazy wide receivers in the world, but you got, Amar- uh, you know, Amari Cooper's over there now. You know, uh, Peoples-Jones is a good player. You know, of course, Njoku, who sometimes I feel like should be playing a lot better. But then you got that brick wall with, you know, Jed- Jedrick Willis, is over there, and uh, you know uh, uh, Wyatt, Tell- uh, Wyatt Teller is over there, and he, yeah, you got a very solid line, and of course Nick Chubb, who I feel is getting slighted a little bit as a running back, not just in 
in regular NFL, but in fantasy too. Like I would think this guy would be like a top five fantasy pick, but for some reason he keeps falling out of like the top eight, nine, or even ten. Why is that? That's weird to me. Well, like I've told you on Twitter, the the, the thing with Chubb is is that yeah, he is he's a home run hitter and he definitely um averages um great yardage. You know what I'm saying? Like even for his career, uh he's like at like five point five yards of carry, which is absolutely crazy. Um, right. He's like another one of those guys who gets better as the game goes along too, you know? Yeah, but the thing about it is is that it's crazy because he'll rip off like a big run and then he'll get us to within the ten and then they'll take him out and put in Kareem Hunt. So a mm. lot of people like if you're gonna get it and I haven't played fantasy in a in a minute. Um like I said, I retired after I went through <laughs> went on a terror and just killed everybody and then I then I retired. But if you're gonna do, if you're gonna go for Nick Chubb in fantasy, then you gotta get um you gotta handcuff uh Kareem Hunt as well. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because like I said, they put in Kareem Hunt at the goal line, um, because he's a little bit more versatile. Um, you know, they'll throw it to him out of the backfield, and he also runs like a madman too, um, hmm. for at, at the goal line. So, like I said, anybody out there that's in fantasy, like if you want to go for Nick Chubb, that's cool, but uh, but definitely um, package that with Kareem Hunt. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. That makes sense, man. I got three drafts coming up in like the next couple of weeks. So I'll try to keep that in mind. Uh, just going back to Watson for a second uh, real quick, because I meant to ask you, what do you hear the fans mostly saying, you know, Cleveland Brown fans, are they, or do you hear a lot of them saying, you know what, I'm not rooting for Cleveland anymore. Or do most of them say, you know what, it's still my team like you're talking about. And I root for the Jersey. I don't root for necessarily the players. Yeah, most of the true Brown fans are like me, um, where they saying they're just rooting for the jersey kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Browns fans that you really see making a lot of noise and a lot of uproar or say, oh, I'm not rooting for the team anymore. To be honest with you, they were kind of like people that kind of got on the bandwagon when Baker Mayfield showed up. So right. you know how every fan base has that one player that, you know, you get and then all of a sudden you get all the, you know, the people that rooted for him in college to come over to your team and, you know, different things like that. Um, sure. So... So most of the people that are like leaving the Browns, like they're like, nah, that's that's because they weren't really true Browns fans. I mean, the the season ticket holders are still there. Um, it's still sold out. They're still supporting the team up here. Um, as far as on Twitter and, and social media, they're still supporting um the team. Uh, but you know, it's not gonna go away for a while. And I'm pretty sure like that Steeler fans know about this when the whole Ben Roethlisberger thing happened. That you know the stigma sticks around for a while. But then I, as soon as the dude started winning. We didn't really hear too much about it anymore. Now you'll still get a joke here and there out of um, you know, out of somebody. But other than that, it died down after he started winning. So You're that's right. really what it's gonna boil down to. Once the Cleveland Browns start winning, it's it's gonna go. I ain't gonna say it's gonna go to go away right away, but it'll it'll start to die down. You're a hundred percent right. That'll help uh, know that about it because winning, they say, is like the cure-all medicine for the most part. You know, I mean, nobody's going to, any true Cle- Cleveland Brown fan for the most part, like yourself, is not going to be rooting against them in the playoffs if they can go in advance if they do make that far. And that'll be interesting if they can do it because again, Brissett, yeah, he's limited in what he can do, but he can certainly manage a game and even a little bit better than that because again, we all we don't like that term game manager so much, but. With the running game, like we talked about, that two-headed monster with Chubb and Hunt, and we got Amari Cooper, you know, Njoka, like we talked about, Peoples-Jones. Is that enough offense to help this really great defense that you guys have and what you're leaning on in order to get to, you know, let's say, gosh, when Watson comes back, seven and four, you know, something like that. Do you think that, you know, Percet is good enough to handle it? 
I, I think he is. My biggest concern with my team right now is definitely that wide receiver core. Um, mm-hmm. We know what Amari is. Peoples Jones flashed last year, but then he kind of fell off towards the end of the season. Um, and then uh, and then after Peoples Jones, um, right now we have slated our rookie David Bell from Purdue, which I really, really like, and he's really good. Um, he's just – he was injured for the first part of training camp, but now he's back, so now he's getting his feet wet now finally. But uh, – <laughs> But, you know, he should be able to come along. Uh, it's put up or shut up time for Najoku finally. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, it, but he's he's been looking really, really good in training camp. Um, so and then um, behind him, we have Harrison Bryant, who's a pretty decent tight end as well. Um, so, like I said, the the Browns, the way they don't just come out and like throw the ball like that. Um, so it's like they they establish the run and then they allow the run to establish their passing game. Um, so once the defense starts like loading up that box against Chubb or Hunt, then that's when we'll start to see like those little tight end screens or, you know, slants and rollouts and stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm. and I think, I think that Brissett is uh, capable of handling that. I think he is also, he's a professional. He's been in this league for a long time. He's won football games. <clears throat> and you mentioned David Njoku again. Um, I think that he really needs to step up and show his worth of what he did basically like in his rookie season when he had a lot of people. He's going to need to step up because we know that Amari Cooper will take games off. And if he's your number one wide receiver, that's really not a great thing. You don't have a CD lamp to back him up over there. You know, so uh, let's see what happens. Um, what you make of the Denzel Ward contract? Are you happy with that? You guys gave him that much money because he is a fantastic cornerback. But would you have spent it elsewhere? What do you think? Um, I think we did what needed to be done. Uh, he's he's uh, he's been our number one corner. Now we do have a, a really really solid and deep secondary, um, but we had to lock him up. I mean, I feel good for the guy. You know, of course he's he's um you know he's from Cleveland. Um, he's yeah. uh, oh no Macedonia. Yeah, a little bit outside of Cleveland. So uh, he's an Ohio um kid, born and raised. You know, went to Ohio State, then got to play for the hometown team. I mean, just a just an overall feel good story. My only knock on Denzel is that he just doesn't stay healthy. Um, if you look through his career, he's always missing at least like four games at least in a season. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So I want him to work on his durability. Um, but other than that, because even even in training camp, like he just got back to training camp like maybe two days ago uh, because he was nursing a, a foot injury already. So I'm just like, man, dude, you got to stay durable. But yeah. um, other at, man, talent-wise, hands down, he's one of the best corners in the league. I I, I could argue that he's like top five, um, you know. And uh, and we had to we had to go in and lock him up, man. I mean, it is what it is. Yeah, I think he may be that corner who steps up and uh, you know kind of do what you know whether it's what Diggs did with a whole bunch of interceptions or have a year like J.C. Jackson last year or something like that. He's he's that good, and you got you know Grant Delpit to go along with him. Um, you know, he's a good player. Bringing in Johnson. Uh, as well, and you got Greedy Williams back there, and Greg Newsom. Like you said, it's a really good secondary. You got good, good pass rushing with Miles Garrett, Jadavian Clowney still on the team. So there's a lot yeah. to be happy about over there. Absolutely, absolutely. And and for anybody out there, make sure y'all keep an eye on Greg Newsom because I think this is going to be his like. I mean, he had a really good season. He was he was highest among um, rookies. Uh, you know, as far as coverage wise. Um, so I, I'm looking at him to have a breakout season, uh, as far as nationally, where people like really get to know his name this year. 
No doubt. No doubt. All right. All right. I'll probably talk a little bit more Browns down the road, but I went in on some other teams like Baltimore Ravens last year. They just lost everybody. And Lamar Jackson, I put that team completely on his back and showed everybody why he's one of the best players in the NFL. I'm going to tell you right now, he's my front runner for the MVP, um, especially because, again, they're going to get healthier. His numbers will be better. They're going to win more. And I mean, they were eight and nine last year with third stringers. And when he went out, obviously it was a done deal. Um, I know that you probably hate to, you know, go this way, but I think Lamar Jackson really this year to me is the front runner, even though they have Mahomes, Josh Allen, even Aaron Rodgers in front of him. And that to me, that really doesn't make sense. I'll get into that in a second. But what do you think about that overall? I mean, that's a solid pick. Uh, you know, he's he's coming in, he's playing with a chip on his shoulder because he wants that big contract. So I think he has something to prove. Yeah. Um, I just hope he doesn't prove it against us. Uh, you know, but, <laughs> but no, nah, I mean that's a solid pickup, man. The Ravens are the Ravens are an easy layup pick because of the fact of like how you said how many injuries they had last year. Um, and now they're getting everybody back. I think I just seen that JK Dobbins, um, they activated him. Um, so he should be in training camp. I'm not sure how much he's doing there, but I just know that he's back now. So they're slowly but surely getting people back. Um, and, and they have a solid squad. They always have a solid squad. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah. And then with the, with the, with the Lamar, with the chip on his shoulder. Yeah. They're going to be dangerous this year. Yeah. They're a solid organization all around. They have been, you know, since they moved from Cleveland and again, no offense, I'm not taking shots at you over here at all, but no, they've been extremely solid. Um, you know, going to Super Bowls, doing their thing, winning a couple. Yeah. Not bad. Not bad. So Dobbins coming back, like you said, he was on the PUP list for a while. Um, so that's a great sign for them. If again, if you're a Raven fan, but, um, another thing is, it's like, you know, their top wide receiver is a tight end and he's a great tight end, Mark Andrews, but, I feel like, again, that is going to hurt Lamar Jackson and just hurt their offense overall, even though they certainly are a run team first. You know, you need guys to throw the ball to. And so far, Rashad Bateman has not been what they had hoped for. Well, you talk to any Ravens fans, man, they really, really love Bateman. I don't know what it is, but uh, I remember being in a Twitter space and and this guy was battling back and forth with me. And he was saying that Bateman was like uh, was better than Amari Cooper. And I was just floored. So, I mean, they they, uh, they really, really believe in Bateman, so um, hopefully he has a good season for him. Yeah, I just have you know, I haven't seen it yet. You know, it's been a short period of time, a small sample size, but he's going to really need to step up. There's no doubt. Yeah. There's no doubt. So, yeah, Andrews, you know, really being the top threat for the most part. Um, the Steelers, I, I'm higher on them than other people are. Again, you know, with Mike Tomlin there, they haven't had a losing season in, was it, like 15 years? I don't even know how long it's been, ever since he got over there. But, um whether it's Trubisky, who I think will be starting the season, or if they go to Kenny Pickett, I feel like they've gotten better this year. And I know that may sound weird to people because Ben Roethlisberger is not there, but he wasn't doing a whole lot, and their offensive line was not doing a whole lot last year. So I figured they improved. Najee Harris still rushed for 1,200-plus yards. Um, you know, they got good wide receivers in the house now. I, I think that the Pittsburgh Steelers are a dangerous team, and I would not be hesitant to call them a playoff team. I think they're I think they're one that you're gonna have to worry about in that division. Yeah, you know, I was doing a lot of cracking on the Steelers, like, you know, before preseason, but then I actually um got a chance to catch their game uh last week and they 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 still look good. I mean, and let's not forget, like Tomlin knows how to run that team. Um he always keeps them in the hunt somehow, some way. Um and then they had this uh dang, I can't remember the kid's name, but their rookie wide receiver. 
Um, I think it started oh, with a Shoot, I wish I knew it off the top of my head. I'm so bad with the rookie wide receivers. I mean, we know that they have Claypool and Deontay Johnson. They got rid of Juju Smith-Schuster uh, Jr. Um, yeah, but this kid, this, kid, this kid showed out last week. And I was just like, man, if the one thing the Steelers know how to do is they know how to find some wide receivers. Um, so right. they, they, yeah, they're going to have a, a pretty nasty little wide receiver core um, there. And then um, I know, I think that they came out and said that Trubisky is going to be the starter. Uh, mm-hmm. But Kenny Pickett, especially like last week, um, he had probably one of the best drives I've ever seen somebody have, like for their first ever drive in the NFL. Like, yeah. I mean, he literally had like a 70 yard, like TD drive, like where he just took the team down the field and was looking really clean. So they're not going to be as bad as everybody thinks. Um, their their O line still looks a little shaky, but other than that, they're pretty solid. Yeah, they are pretty solid, and it just it's George Pickens is the guy we're thinking of, the rookie that they got, and they're loving him right now. He's yeah, nice. That's the guy. We're, yeah, they are loving him. They're saying so many great things about this because it's work ethic, you know, everything, so on and so forth. So, no, I'm with you. And that defense, look, I mean, they're not like the flashiest defense, but. You know, they, they keep you from scoring. They get sacks, obviously, with T.J. Watt. Now, they're, they're, Pittsburgh is a tough team. People are going to need to really watch out. Deontay Johnson is extremely underrated because Ben Roethlisberger has not been himself for years. So I think we're going to see Pittsburgh. They're going to be tough, man. You know, yeah. T.J. Watt, Mike Fitzpatrick, guys like that. Cam Hayward, uh, damn, they just don't get talked about enough. And I think that's has a lot to do with, you know, Watson in the division now and, of course, Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens and even the Bengals going to the Super Bowl last year. So I just feel like Pittsburgh is getting forgotten about. And I think they like it like that, man. That's that's actually yeah. how the Steelers operate. They don't really care to be in the limelight. Um, they want you to sleep on them. And then they just come out and start smacking people in the mouth. And I hate that about them <laughs> because um, what, whatever it is, man, like I, it, like we – we usually like we'll split with the Ravens. Um, these last couple of years, we've actually swept the Bengals, but it, it, it's always the Steelers. Like we can, we rarely get over that hunt with the Steelers, and um, and it happens like maybe once every millennium or something like that. Like how you seen um, two years ago, you know, when we were able to beat them twice and and you know get into the playoffs and stuff. But uh, well, actually, to get we beat them to get into the playoffs and then beat them in the playoffs. So, um, but yeah, like it. it I mean, they're just like the big brother, man. I hate I hate to say it, but God, at least. Gosh, I know. I'm with you, man. And, yeah, I mean, there are even guys that we haven't mentioned, like Devin Bush, you know, if he stays healthy. They picked up Miles Jack. I mean, it's Trey Edmonds. I mean, these are really good players, man. And, again, they're so well coached. So, I mean, I'm with you. Pittsburgh is going to be tough. They really are. And that does bring us to Cincinnati, who is the defending AFC champions. I don't care. What anybody says, unless you're from Cincinnati, you did not make that pick. There is no way. And they made it. You know, they had a rough year the year before, and that's in large part because Joe Burrow went out. But to me, L.A., I think they really caught lightning in a bottle. I'm not saying they're a bad team at all. They went 10-7 and last year, bro, and they just barely beat the Raiders in that wild card game. You know, Joe Burrow had to make an amazing throw thrown across his body to hit Jamar Chase in order for them to get into range, uh, you know, to take the lead and go ahead. So, they did play well. Um, they didn't score a lot in the playoffs, but their defense, I feel like, overachieved. And with that being said, and seeing that they had let up, you know, a few, you know, 30-plus point games last year, I think one even into the 40s against uh, the Chargers. If, I know that Cleveland had a really tough game against them. But um, I, I'm not really that high on Cincinnati right now. I feel like if there's a team that's going to fall back, and I know this happens a lot with the 
defending, um, you know, uh, champions of the Super Bowl who did not actually win the runner-up, I should say, couldn't find the word, the runner-up of the Super Bowl, they usually do fall off. And I think that Cincinnati falls in that category, man. Yeah, I think they fall in that category, not because I don't like their team, because um, they do have a very solid team, uh, especially offensively. We know that they're just scary offensively. Sure. Um, but but the thing is, is that the rest of the division, they their defenses are built around the stop what the Bengals have. Um, if you look at the Ravens secondary, they got a pretty decent secondary. Steelers got a decent secondary, and you know the Browns got a great secondary. So we're yeah. built to actually stop the Bengals and their offense. Like um, that's why we were able to sweep them even last year when we didn't have that good of a season. But we like that game. Jamar Chase only had like thirty yards receiving against us because right. we were we were able to lock them up. So I think because of the fact that the rest of the division, like like how we mentioned, the rest getting healthy, the Steelers still looking good, um, the Browns, you know, getting better. It's gonna be very hard for the Bengals to first of all just come out of the division. And then also, too, with everybody else in the AFC getting better as well. And now everybody knows about the Bengals, right? Because before, yes. nobody was really paying attention. But when you get to that Super Bowl, no matter if you're the defending champion or you were the runner-up, you got a target on your back now. So everybody's looking and seeing what you did. Everybody's studying that tape. And now they're going to be the hunted, um, you know, instead of instead of the hunter. So just for those uh, facts alone, yeah, I think that the Bengals take a step back. But I don't, I don't think that. Um, that they're bad at all. Yeah, again, not a bad team. I'm yeah, definitely not saying that. Uh, definitely saying it again. They call lightning in a bottle for the most part to me, and you know they really had a good run. And I thought they were going to lose that AFC Championship game against Mahomes, but Mahomes had a brain fart in the, in the second half and toward the end of the first half, to be honest with you. But yeah, Cincinnati only beat Pittsburgh by a half a game, you know, because Pittsburgh had that tie, and the Ravens were eight and nine. And again, when Lamar Jackson went down, that was it. So. Again, they had a lot of favorable things happen for them. The, lot, the ball bounced their way a lot. Let's just say that. So let's see if they can do it again. But I will say that I do believe in Joe Burrow and Jamar Chase. I think that'll be a lethal combination for a while. Yeah, it's going to be a lethal, com- um, a, a, a lethal combo. Um, a lethal, lethal combo. Dang. It's <laughs> um, but uh, the thing, too, like, and I, I was laughing because Bengals fans on Twitter, man, they're getting really, really spicy with their sports takes and you know, coming at people and stuff. Mm-hmm. And I remember battling with this Bengals fan. He was like, yeah, man, you know, because uh, y'all cap space about to be, uh, you know, crazy, um, you know, in the next season or something like that. And I was like, dude, do you realize how many young guys you got on your squad right now that's about to get paid? Like, y'all about to be in cap hell pretty soon as well. That's right. So Joe Burrow is going to get a nice paycheck. Oh. Uh, you got to pay uh, Chase because you're not going to let Chase walk. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like, like they're going to have to pay some people pretty soon on the Bengals. So I, was right. like, I, I said, just enjoy that rookie contract while you can, man, because when, yep. uh, when the world gets paid, that's it. Yep, that's right. That's why Jacksonville needs to act now. You know, that's why the 49ers need to act now. You know, while you have these guys. Yeah, no doubt. The one player they're not going to sign is Joe Mixon. Um, as good as he is, they just are not going to pay a running back who is, you know, going to be past his prime at some point. So maybe they'll try to save money there. But yep, yeah, that's up to the front office. So uh, we'll see. So which which team do you think is the best in the division and the biggest threat to your team, the Browns? The biggest threat to us is the Ravens. Um, yeah. my, uh, like I said, we already went over how many people they got coming back healthy and stuff like that. Like I said, uh, uh, Lamar with the chip on his shoulder is going to be extremely dangerous. Um, 
so I would say that the Ravens to me is is still sitting um, where I I pegged them to come out of the division, like uh, being the division winner. Um, hopefully it doesn't happen like that, but you know I gotta I'm gonna keep it real. Yeah, man, you, you know I root for you. You know how it goes, and yeah, it's you're in my heart, bro. I always will. So you know I have a sore spot for the Browns when it comes to that. There's no question. All right, let's do a little bit of a would you rather and then a little true or false before we get out of here, try to have a little fun. We were just talking about Jamar Chase. Would you rather have him or Justin Jefferson? Mm. Uh, I know my answer. I think I would probably go with Jefferson. Mm. Um, It's just with Jamar. I've seen him get locked up, and I've seen him – he has like explosive games and then he'll have other games where it's just like, ah, okay. So exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Jefferson on that one. Yep. I, I, for the same reason I've seen Jamar chase, again, he'll have like a 200 yard game, which is spectacular, but then he'll disappear and have 30, 40 yards, like for the next two or three games, 70 yards, you know? So uh, I will take Jefferson because he's more consistent as well. Amazing. Really amazing. And they both have, you know, pretty good quarterbacks thrown to him. Obviously, Kirk Cousins could be a lot better, even though you look at his stats. You think this guy's like a, you know, all pro, all world, but not the way. Uh, speaking of Joe Burrow, how about Joe Burrow or Justin Herbert? Ooh. That's a big, the biggest comparison now, I feel like, is like, you know, which one would you rather have out of those two guys? Um, I would say give me Herbert, and here's why. Um, Herbert has not Burrow, – Burrow's beat up. <laughs> he's been getting already. <laughs> yeah, he's been getting smacked around a lot. So I'm gonna go with Herbert because he's just he's healthier. But that kid Herbert is something. He's he's I mean, I've seen Burrow do some amazing things, but Herbert is like magical, man. Like I mean, I don't know if it's gonna translate to them winning any chips, you know, because we know it's the Chargers. But <laughs> uh, but that that kid he has something. He's special. Oh, he's definitely special. There's no doubt. He was up there. He was basically second in every category as far as, you know, the passing categories last year. And, yep, big dude, and he's athletic, with an amazing arm. Uh, he's in a great situation. It's just that, again, their coach, and I'll continue to call him Brandon Faley until he gets his name back to be Brandon Staley. I'm just going to keep on doing it. So, yeah, he's the reason why they lost a lot more games. But, uh, no, I'm with you. I would probably take Herbert as well, even though – I, look, that's not a slight on Joe Burrow. I mean, he took that team to the to the Super Bowl last year in a tough AFC, so nothing against him. Here's an interesting one <clears throat> that not a lot of people compare to because they are different quarterbacks, and Lamar Jackson is a different quarterback than pretty much anybody, but who would you rather have, him or Josh Allen? Lamar or Josh Allen? Yeah. Um, I would go with Josh Allen. And uh, right. the, the reason being is because – I understand what Lamar does, and and he's definitely magical. But the the kind of gymnastics you have to do to make sure that he's running the, the right offense for him, like he's so special. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Compared, I do. compared to Josh Allen, if I'm building my team, I know he can scramble. Like he, you know, of course he's not like a track star or anything, but he he he's athletic. Uh, you know, big body, big arm. Um, and seems like he puts his head down and works hard. Not saying that Lamar doesn't, but I'm just saying, like, I wouldn't – if I'm building my squad, I wouldn't have to, like, go through so many hoops and, and gymnastics to build my team, um, you know, around Josh Allen, like how I have to do with, with Lamar. 
Yeah, that makes sense. See, if you have Lamar, then you have to really run his offense for the most part. So I totally get that. And I remember even Josh Allen's rookie season, it was not a good season at all. But I looked at him and I said, this guy has got all the talent in the world. They just need somebody to put it all together. And Brian Dable helped him do that. Let's see if Josh Allen can take what Dable has left with him, you know, still in Buffalo. And as far as Lamar goes, again, he's another guy just you've never seen anything like it. Again, Michael Vick is the closest thing. But Lamar Jackson, he is just you know, if there's a one-man show ever, I mean, he is it. And that's why I really have him as the front-runner for the MVP right now. He's look, he's incredible. But Look, I've seen him do it against us, man. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, know. I, thought, I thought we had the game settled. He came back from the bathroom and beat our butts. <laughs> yep. You know, uh, and then and, and with Josh Allen, Josh Allen, I actually wanted him in that draft. Like, I didn't want it. I didn't want Baker. And it's not um, or whatever, you know, because he's gone now. So I'm not. I'm not one of the Browns fans that's going to crap on him or whatever. But I did want Josh Allen, and, and for those reasons of him being – he reminded me of a like a, a Ben Roethlisberger, like more athletic Ben Roethlisberger because he's just as tall and as big as him. And I said, yo, that's the kind of quarterback that can last in the AFC North. But when they picked Baker, I was like, dang, man, he's short. You know, it was all the things that don't last in the AFC North. You know what I mean? Like I was like, that didn't make sense at all. So that's why I, I wanted Josh Allen from, from the jump, you know. Hmm. Great minds think alike. I'm with you. I said, look, even though it's Wyoming and it's raw talent, I mean, this is something that you can build around. And, again, you know, when I think about if it's third and three, you know, full pun intended, obviously, third and three podcasts. But if it's third and three, I think the two quarterbacks that you want more than anybody would probably be Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson because they can pick it up whether with their arm or with their legs. Uh, maybe Patrick Mahomes in there too. Uh, let's do a couple more of these. Um, how about – let me go on the defensive side, all right? And I'm asking this one for a very specific reason. Bobby Wagner or Von Miller? Mm. It's a tough one. Both on new teams this year. Yeah, I think I'm going to go with Von. Okay. All right. And I would go with Von, too, Lamont. You see – what I'm trying to get at here is even with the next question, let me let me go to the, OBJ or Allen Robinson. Who would you rather have? Ooh, I probably would lean Allen Robinson. Oh, you would? Right. Yeah, that's because, like, with OBJ, he has games where he can disappear too. But the biggest thing about him, man, is that his injuries are crazy. Like, he's literally been injured. The, the past like four years straight, whether it was an ankle, whether it was a, a ACL on one leg, ACL yeah. on the leg, then the ACL again on the same leg. Like, I mean, he's he's banged up. From that aspect, I totally get it. That perspective makes full sense. I guess I was, uh, you know, kind of put it in uh, in a Faraday cage where nothing can happen, where OBJ was like, you know, the, but no, but what you make, you make perfect sense. You're 100% right. You got to think about that team-wise. And I ain't sneezing on Allen Robinson at all. But I think my, my point is here is that I feel like the Rams did not get better. They made moves, don't get me wrong, to try to help out. But now they lost Andrew Whitworth, their left tackle, who I know he was like 97 years old, but he still held up. I don't think the Rams are going to be as good. And I know they're probably the front runners in the NFC, but I don't agree with that, bro. I don't think they're going to be as good because uh, they did a lot of – because you got to remember, like, they, the way that they did – they built their team is they just threw a bunch of money at people, like, and was like, hey, come to us. Like, and we, we – you know, like, they they built, like, a basically like an all-star team. And we knew eventually that was going to catch up with them, right? So mm-hmm. I think we started to see it catch up with them. And then also, like – 
the NFC, and I get it as a whole, like it's not as tough as the AFC, but there's still some really good teams, including your team, the 49ers, that are on that side of the ball, um, on that on the NFC. So they're, they're not going to just – I don't think it's just going to be a cakewalk for them like everybody is like, acting like it's going to be. Oh, I agree. Look, I think even though Devontae Adams left Green Bay, I think Green Bay is going to try to turn themselves into more of a ground-and-pound type of team. Their defense has got better, especially in the front seven. A.J. Dillon, Aaron Jones, you got to watch out for the Saints. I know D is loving that right now. They're definitely a good team. Yep, yeah. the Bucks. you know. You got to watch out for the Vikings. Yeah, man. Yeah, no, nah, nah, y'all, y'all got some teams over there, Like, but it's just I guess everybody's just focused on the AFC because of all, yeah. the, uh, all the quarterbacks over there. But the AFC is better overall. I mean, on paper right now, uh, it definitely is. But who knows? An NFC team won it last year. It could happen again. It could happen again. No, I can't wait to make my prediction. I can't give it out yet, but I have my prediction right here. Maybe I'll tell you after the show. Is I guarantee that? I can almost guarantee you that nobody has a Super Bowl. But I'm the prophet. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. All right, little true or false over here, bro. Devontae Adams will lead the NFL in receiving yards. True or false? Devontae Adams. Now with the Raiders, with his boy Derek Carr. Ooh, that's a tough one. Because they definitely air it out. Um, oh, yeah. He's going to get a lot of targets, I think. Ooh. You, you, you know what? Yeah, I'm going I'm to I'm go true on that one. I like it. I, I'm going true also. I think that he's going to get targeted probably like 180, 190 times this year. And we know he catches everything. And Derek Carr is thrilled to have him. I agree with you. I do. Um, true or false? Jonathan Taylor will lead the league in rushing. I'm going to go false. I like and that's it. Because, that's because I want my boys to lead. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he's got a chance. Jonathan Taylor is a talent, though, man. God, Lee, he's good. Ooh, he really is. Last year was not a fluke at all. I was talking about him coming out of college. And nobody talks about Wisconsin. I'm like, yo, this boy is big. He is fast. He can do it all. This guy is an NFL player. He was perfectly, you know, bred for the NFL. So, yeah, oh, yeah. I, I love it. I watched a lot of him in college because, you know, like, you know, that's Big Ten. So, um, right. I was checking him out, and I knew he was going to yeah. be a yeah, you knew. Yeah, you knew. You you play him every year, so you knew what was going on. Yeah, he played. At, I think he played till he was a senior. You know, he played all four years. And man, that guy's good. Wow. Um, but no, I agree with you. I think it's going to be somebody else. I'll take the field against Jonathan Taylor. I think teams are going to be more focused again from what he did last year, and also the fact that the Colts they have Michael Pittman Jr. and really not too much else. We're talking about this Pierce kid, you know, with Matt Ryan in the house. But you know, I, I think they're going to be so run centric that. Uh, teams are going to hone in on that. I still like the Colts this year. Don't get me wrong. I think they're going to win the AFC South, and we're going to do a show on Monday about that and uh, and talk about it. But, yeah, I think that teams are going to be really gaga for Jonathan Taylor this year. Yeah, they got they got a they definitely have a squad. Um, they're they're really balanced, and they got a nasty defense. Um, yeah. Um, but, yeah, like I said, everybody – not saying that his success was like a lightning in a bottle, but again, when you have like a breakout year and nobody's really like paying attention, I ain't gonna say not paying attention, but they really weren't, you know. And and then now, like, okay, boom, everybody's picking him to like be a feature back. Like, so I think like coordinators and stuff is gonna really be trying to scheme up to stop him. For sure. Know that about it. And we'll see what the Colts offensive line has to say about it with Quentin Nelson coming back, uh, you know near 100%. If not, they still have a very good offensive line. But 
again, there's a lot of good D's out there and a lot of good D coordinators. We'll see. Um, how about Tom Brady will throw for the most touchdown passes in the NFL? True or false? Um, I'm going to say false. I'll take the field. All right. All right. I think I may go true, and here's the reason why. I do like Leonard Fournette. I like him more than others. But when I think about, you know, Godwin when he comes back, you know, fully healthy and Mike Evans and now Julio Jones there, maybe he'll revive his career. I like Russell Gage a lot. I feel like Brady's going to be – I feel like they're going to be airing it out all over the place and not running as much, which is why I might lean toward true. I don't know who – if not him, who? I don't know. Stafford could be up there, but – Damn, he throws a lot of interceptions. That's that's another thing. He led the league in interceptions last year. Maybe Herbert, Burrow. I don't know. What do you think? I think Stiver could be up there. I think I think Carr could really be up there. Okay. Um, uh, Herbert Herbert definitely can be up there. Um, I'm trying to think about other people. Uh, Kirk Cousins so, might be up there. Actually, that's yeah. I mean, look, when you got Thielen and you got Justin Jefferson, why not, right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm trying to think. Who else? Um, Josh Allen. Josh Allen could be up there, but I kind of see him more as like he's always just going to be like maybe in the middle of that list, like like middle to maybe maybe bottom of the top kind of thing. I don't, I don't see him like leading, though. I do agree with you. I agree. Yeah, because like a lot of times like with his with his style, you know, instead of like maybe throwing the touchdown, like they might be in situations where he'll just like run it in. Real yeah. quick, um, so yeah, yeah, I probably like go like maybe Carr, Herbert. Um, yeah, those are the top candidates. Even still, Patrick Mahomes can still be up there. No, no, Tyree Kill, but you know, if McCole Harmon is going to be healthy and MVS is over there, why not? Yeah, I forgot they they have somebody that they like too. They said, oh, oh um, uh, that's where uh, Sky Moore is too, right? Yeah, that's right. That's yeah. right. They're loving him. Yeah, they love him over there. So, like Chiefs fans. Um, I'm actually really cool with a Chiefs fan. We be in Twitter spaces all the time together, and they're definitely not worried about losing Tyreek. No, they're not. They're really not. Now, I remember we were talking about this during the season last year when Tyreek Hill was, you know, killing it for the first three or four weeks, and they started bracketing him away. And they're like, oh, can they win, you know, this way without Tyreek Hill being the main part? Yeah, they actually can. They can. And some people think that, you know, uh, Patrick Mahomes is going to be better off for it. We'll see. I love Patrick Mahomes. He's still one of the best I've ever seen. Uh, last true or false I got for you, Lamar Jackson, back to him one more time. He'll have 1,000 yards rushing this year. True or false? 1,000? 1,000. Done it before. Yeah, I, oh, I know. Oh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> You're like, oh, I know. <laughs> I don't got to tell you. <laughs> uh, I'm going to say true, man. I think that he's going to – I think he's going to ball out like crazy oh, this season. Man. I'm going to hate every minute of it. LA, <laughs> <laughs> I agree with you, man. That's why I keep saying that we did our AFC awards on third and three on Wednesday, and he was my MVP for the AFC, but I'm leaning toward MVP for the entire league. If he stays healthy, again, I can't think of a guy more valuable to their team than him. Yes, you take away Josh Allen, you take away Patrick Mahomes, you even take away Jonathan Taylor, Derek Henry. I, I totally get it. I understand, but I feel like he's worth – more and is more influential on his team than any other player is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, he is the Ravens. Like, if he, if, if he goes down, man, that, that Ravens team is going to be I mean, mm. shambles. Like, he's, he's got him. I'm saying. You got, any, you got any sneaky teams coming out this year? My, my sneaky team is 
the Detroit Lions. This has nothing to do with hard knocks. I've been thinking about this for, for months. I think the Lions are going to be pretty damn good this year. I really do. Jared Goff is way more confident in Detroit because he feels like like the weight of the world is not on his shoulders anymore in L.A. in a, you know, a big, obvious, huge town. Um, you know, definitely a sports town. There's no doubt about it. And going to Detroit, I feel like he's a little more relaxed. I like Amon Ross, St. Brown, um, DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams. You know, they, they, they got players over there, and they play really hard for Dan Campbell. I think that that is one sneaky team that could make it to the playoffs. Because we know every year we see a team that sucked the, the year prior that comes around and is like, wow, holy crap, they did it. Like Cincinnati. That's even a good example. Mm-hmm. Uh well, since you took mine, because that that was gonna be my, my first pick uh, was Detroit. But uh, oh really? Okay, good then. I like that. I like that. I'll throw out another team. Um, because I was very impressed with their defense when we played them, and I'll say the Jaguars. I think they're gonna be a little bit better than what people are saying as well. Um, not too, not like oh they're going to the playoffs or anything, but I think that they're gonna be decent. I think um Trevor Lawrence should bounce back. Um, I love their defense. They they can really go after the quarterback. Their defense is really sneaky good. Um, so I, I think that the um I think the Jags might be a little sneaky, like a little sneaky, like like if your team plays them, like that's like that's not gonna just be a pushover. Like that might be a trap game for you. I agree. I agree. I love it right there. Yeah, and we were talking about it on third and three as well. Damian and I are pretty high on the Jags, not playoffs, like you said, but they can squeak out eight wins, I think. And yeah, that wouldn't be bad. You talk about getting the quarterback, the other Josh Allen who plays on defense for Jacksonville. He's a whole other story together. He's another great player. So, yeah, I like Jacksonville also. I mean, if I had to do it right now off the top of my head, I'd say Buffalo wins their division. I think the Ravens win their division. I think the Colts win theirs. And I think the Chargers have the most talent. And, again, as long as Brandon Fairley doesn't F it up, I think that they'll do a pretty good job. Wild card teams – I like Miami, bro. Let me stop there for a minute. What What are your thoughts on Miami this year? I mean, just pretty much like the the consensus is that we're just looking to see what Tua is going to do. Um, mm-hmm. other, uh, other than that, they they got a great defense. They got a, uh, you know, decent running backs. Um, you know, yeah. we know Tyreek Hill is there, but is if Tua can get them the ball, I mean, and and, and also too, I'm going to be really curious to see how they scheme, um, Tyreek because like you know. Like, you know, I don't know if they're like if they're gonna do bubble screens with him. You know, like let's see how they scheme up, you know, like um him getting the ball. Cause he yeah. could really have like a boomer bust year there. And you know, you really can't just single him up because Jalen Waddle is a total threat, Mike Gasecki is a threat, and Cedric Wilson, if he could do what he was doing in Dallas, forget it. And you know, Tua, I think they're gonna throw the ball down the field more this year because they're gonna have the ability to, but he's extremely accurate. And when Tyree Kill made that you know, kind of like sidewinded comment, you know, saying, oh, I'm playing with the most accurate quarterback. In a way, he really wasn't joking around. Patrick Mahomes, don't get me wrong, he's godly a quarterback, but Tua is extremely accurate. And if anybody watched the NFL last year, Tua was bringing them back in the fourth quarter. He was he did a really good job. So I'm, I'm more of a believer in him than a lot of a lot of people. So I like Tua. Um, I'm down on Cincinnati. I like Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh, believe it or not, actually makes the playoffs this year. Do you think they got a chance? Uh, hopefully no. Uh, <laughs> hopefully not. Uh, but they, but they, like like I said, like I said earlier, they they are better than what people are giving them credit for. Uh, but like I said, with them, it's all it's gonna it's gonna boil down to what Trubisky does. Um, if not, we'll see him get uh, 
they'll you know pull his coattail man and then put in um picket because I don't yeah, I don't know what the thing was man it was like this rumor that was floating around they were like oh Mason Rudolph has a chance and I'm like dog like Mason oh, Rudolph, Mason Rudolph is really not good at all. Uh, no. if they start if they start him i'm gonna be cheering for that um but but <laughs> but yeah like um like i said the, yeah the Steelers are gonna be pretty they're gonna be pretty dope i think so also yeah i think people are sleeping on them and as far as the afc west really closes out over here that's obviously on paper and what we all think is probably gonna be the toughest division chiefs raiders are in the playoffs last year both of them Broncos missed because they didn't have a quarterback. Now they do. They got Russell Wilson and the Chargers probably should have made it. But again, their coach let them down. What do you think happens in that division? What, what's your one through four? Um, well, I'm going to be honest with you. I'm not that high on the Broncos like everybody else. Okay. Um, let's see. He said we had the uh, – it's the Raiders – yeah, Raiders and Chiefs both both made the playoffs this year. The Chiefs won the division for the sixth year in a row. Chargers missed it in that last game because again, Brandon Thaley just failed them. And uh Denver, they were seven and ten, I believe, but I think they could turn that record around to ten and seven because not only it's not just about Russell Wilson to me, LA. They also got Randy Gregory and DJ Jones on that defensive line to add on to an already excellent defense. I think they're going to be very tough. I think they're going to run the ball with Javante Williams. I think Denver is a playoff team. Hmm. Yeah. Still not they got the high. formula. But, I, ooh, this, that is a tough division. Um, <laughs> uh, wow. I think that the Chiefs still win it because, um, like I said, you have to, you have to, you know, beat the best, you know, and they've been killing that division. That's right. Uh, and like I said, again, like the Tyreek, they're not really that – worried about it and i mean if they're not that worried about it then i guess you know they know something that we don't um mm-hmm. like I said, so uh so i would still go with the chiefs uh second i would go with who who tough yeah yeah um oh i think the chargers I'm gonna, have maybe the most I'm, talent i'm gonna go with the raiders for a second yeah okay okay yeah i'll yeah. go with the raiders second just because like Derek Carr I became a big fan of Derek Carr like um especially last season to see what he went through as far as his organization and and to have the will of that team and the, you know and still keep winning games and stuff like that like I, I think that that's what a true leader looks like right there man so I became a big fan of him especially last season that is um, very good because you're right, he didn't have a lot of he didn't have a lot of players with him. I said Waller was hurt a lot. There was no Devontae Adams. He had to rely on Hunter Renfro for everything. So, and he still had a great year. You're right. Uh, third, I'm gonna go with the Chargers. Um, I mean, we know the talent that they got. We just got done talking about Herbert. Um, then they added pieces on the defensive side as well, which was one of their biggest weaknesses. Yeah. Um, that, uh, so um, I like the Chargers, and then after that, I'll go with the Broncos. But this is gonna be a this is going to be a nasty dogfight right there. Ooh, ooh. Hey, look, and you know what? It wouldn't surprise me if any of them finished in first or in last because that's how good they are. And you know what? It may take an injury, unfortunately, and we never root for that in order for the tables to turn a little bit. If any one of these quarterbacks get hurt, then it's probably lights out for that team. So let's hope that doesn't happen. I would love to see this competitive division. It'll be great. It'll be absolutely great. Heck, yeah, heck yeah, man. But yeah, I would love. Yeah, I would love for everybody to – you know, stay healthy or whatever. You know, of course, like I said, we don't we don't root for injuries or anything like that. But we know it happens. We've already seen it happen already in the preseason. 
um, which it sucks, but it happens. Um, but yeah, man, if everybody can stay healthy for the most part uh, or stay somewhat healthy in that division, that's gonna be that's gonna be nasty. I and yeah, even my division is gonna be nasty. So like, yeah, the AFC is stacked, man. Well, and that's the last thing I wanted to ask you before we bust on out of here is the Cleveland Browns. You know, they're going to be 11 games with Brissett. Do you think that he can hold down the fort and Cleveland can sneak into the playoffs? Um, I, okay, of course, if, you know, the worst that could happen, you know, we all know that scenario. But best case scenario, I think he still has us in the hunt. And then when Watson comes back, then we're we're still in the hunt. Um, okay. Which is, which is going to be like, it's going to be like electric, especially with him coming back. I just don't know. And this is the one thing, Jason, I'm going to tell you is that when, especially when I watched him play in that preseason game and the booze and stuff that he got, mm-hmm. it really, it really affected him. I could see his body language. I could see his eyes. It really, really messed him up because remember Watson had never done anything like this. Like, you know, he was always beloved on and off the field. He was in the community. He was doing all kinds of stuff. He has never dealt with any kind of adversity like this on the field, getting the booze. Uh, the Jaguar fans started like a chant, um, some kind of like random chant, like um, like you weird something or something like that. Um, mm. And they were not throughout the uh, stadium. I mean, it was just really, really like rattling for him emotionally. So even with him coming back, I'm still very concerned about that, Jason, to be honest with you. All right, I got you. I understand. Yeah, it's not like he's going to jump right in and all of a sudden he's going to grab the offense immediately and they're going to be taken off from the first quarter on and for the rest of the season. So, yeah, I get it. And the AFC is so tough, it's going to be really difficult for them. But um, I'll be very curious to see how Jacoby Brissett does. And then Watson, when he comes in, you're right, he's really never had to deal with that. Even at Clemson, I mean, he was so beloved and everything. So you have a, that's a really, really good point. And it did affect him because I think he went, what, 4 of 12, you know, in, in that first preseason game? He did. He, I think it was like one of one of seven or something like. That. He oh, one of like, seven. Yeah, he only had he only had like seven yards. Um, he only yeah. completed yeah seven yards and he only completed one pass. That crazy enough, and this is what the Jaguar Jaguar fans are so funny to me. But they were going at me on Twitter because they were like, "Ooh, we held y'all to seven yards because like the first quarter we only had seven total yards." And then we and I was like, um, I was like, you do realize that like I have no starters out there right now, right? Like none at all. You know what I'm saying? Like we were going up against their starters and we and we were playing with our like second and third string people and they were just talking so much crap. And then that's when then then we just beat their butt after that. But um, but yeah, that first quarter. Yeah, that was lo- that was looking really crazy. And like I said, I just noticed his body language. I noticed the way that he was looking. I noticed the way that he was like um, trying to control the huddle, um, you know, keep, you know, trying to hear and stuff like that, man. It, it was crazy. And it wasn't that many fans there. It was like maybe 10,000 people there, I think. Um, wow. Cause you know, you know, nobody goes to a Jaguar game. So, yeah. <laughs> so love your preseason. But you could hear, you could hear it like through the TV and everything like that, just all the booze and all the chants and all that stuff. And I was just like, dang, like this dude is really shook right now. Like he, he's never dealt with that before. So, yeah. um, so it's going to be very interesting to see. Ooh, I know we cut out for a second. LA will be right back with us. There Sorry, it is. But, Not so um, good. But yeah, uh, it's going to be very interesting to see where his headspace is. The one thing I do hate about the suspensions is that um, how they make the players stay away from the team, like in from the facility. That is so stupid to me because if if you have a player that is um, in some kind of trouble or something like that, the one thing you would want them to do 
is to be around the team and the facility so that they can continue to get um, the encouragement that they need. You know, if they have a rough day, they could talk to the coaches. You know, don't sit up there and tell him to stay home where that's when most players, like, will either relapse or have some kind of issue or something like that. You know what I mean? So I, I just don't I just don't like that part of if you're going to suspend a player like, oh, he can't come to the facility. He can't do nothing. No team meetings. Um, I, I think we they had asked Coach Stefanski if he was even allowed to talk to him. And he said he would have to go back over the rules because he's not even sure. And I was like, that's just stupid to me. Yeah, that yeah, all those little logistic things that they have. I know it it it, it is kind of strange, but you know, they, I guess if I try to play devil's advocate or something, and you get suspended from work, it's not like you're going into your office and doing any paperwork or anything like that. But I do get what you're saying. I understand, and yeah, he's suffering. Also, five million dollars. I know he's getting paid two hundred and thirty million, but five million dollars ain't nothing to sneeze at, man. That's a big freaking deal, no doubt. Yeah. Uh, wow. And the five LA, million you- going going okay. out. Uh, charities, you know, to help women that have been like, you know, um, battered and different things like that. So definitely shout out to those charities and everything. And again, um, and I know Jason said, um, you know, uh, shares the sentiment is that we are not condoning any actions um, or, or you know, have any kind of like a uh, positive feeling towards what uh, Deshaun Watson was accused of. So, you know, um, just to let you guys know, as far as me being a Browns fan, like I said, I'm a team person um, and I'm not sitting up here and saying that I support Deshaun Watson at all. Um, and his actions, if you know, if he did or if he didn't, because again, you know, he wasn't convicted of anything technically. So, um, you know, it just is what it is. Um, and like I said, it was an exhausting matter. I'm glad that uh, the the waiting part is over. We know what we know is going to happen. And now, um, th- not only can fans move forward, but now the team can as well. No doubt. I think you explained that really well, and you let your stance be known that, again, you're rooting for the jersey, and that's the way it is. And no, we do not condone anything that he was accused of, and nor do we know what happened. But um, even if there's a hint of truth to it, we know it's disgusting, and, it, you know, again, we're human beings, and so is he. He's a human being who made, obviously, a very big mistake, or mistakes, I should say, and now he's got to suffer from it from, you know, the public eye, and he's going to have to do a lot to get back in favor. Um, I even think about Michael Vick, which was a different situation, but he did gain public favor after a little while by showing remorse and doing charity work and and so on and so forth. So it's not to say that Deshaun Watson's career is completely ruined. It's not. Well, we have we have another we have another player on our team that did that exact thing, and now you don't hear anything about it in, in, in Kareem Hunt. I mean, Kareem that's Hunt. why we have Kareem Hunt. And um, ever since he's been on the Browns, he's kept his head down. He's done uh, his charity work, counseling, uh, which Deshaun Watson, um, that's a part of the agreement that they settled upon is that he has to do counseling. So he will be, it's mandatory. Um, So like I said, I I don't think that, I don't judge a person off of the mistakes that they made. Like, you know, I think everybody has a chance to be able to turn it around because nobody's perfect. So I'm, I'm, I'm just rooting for the young man to be able to turn his life around and then hopefully nothing like this will ever come up again when it comes to him. That's right. And that's so well said. Again, this is the first time, that, again, that we know of that anything has happened like this, you know, relatively remotely close with Deshaun Watson. Um, as far as we knew anything before this, he was a good guy and a great football player. And that was that. But things do happen. And again, there are huge mistakes that are made. And some people get caught. Some people don't. But like L.A. said, we're not going to judge him and his entire life on this incident or, you know, again, a couple of incidents over a year or two. Let's hope again that he learns from it 
and becomes a better man and a better leader on the field. So I think that was all really well said, bro, and a great way to close it out. But before we do get out of here, um, tell us what's going on next with you. I know that we can't wait for you to get on third and three and start that right in action, but you're a busy man. You got Brownstown. So uh, what's new? Yeah, so um, hopefully <laughs> when these computer issues get solved, I'll be able to get on the third and three. A tribute to you guys. Um, definitely make sure you check us out um, on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Brownstown USA. Uh, we, um, my guy over there, uh, Eric, he does an amazing job with keeping the page updated. Um, you know, with all the current Browns news, videos, pictures uh, from the training camp, um, everything. So you can get all your Browns news over there at Brownstown USA. Um, you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at LA underscore broadest. Um, I talk a lot of sports. I talk a lot of food. Um, I talk a lot of music, yeah. all that stuff. So, I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much a well-rounded guy when it comes to that kind of stuff. So definitely check, uh, check me out, man. No doubt. Check him out. I, he's the man. You're great on Twitter also, bro. You really are. You're one of the funniest dudes around there. You really are. You crack me up sometimes, man. I love it. Yep. Me in LA, we go back a long, long time, bro. Long, long time. So we're going to be doing a lot more shows together. Um, he's regular family and third and three family. So, uh, on Monday, uh, we're doing Power 32. I got P. Sharkey, the general, Mike Patton coming in and C. Lewis. So it's a lot of AFC South action. So I can't wait to hear what they got to say. Titans fans, Colts fans, and talk about the Jaguars and Houston. We're all rooting for Lovey Smith to do well over there with uh, the crap that they gave him. So we'll see. Again, another conversation for another time. But, L.A., thank you so much for joining me today. And we're going to do it again, my friend. Absolutely. All right. All right. Power 32. We are out of here. We'll get you out of here with this. Check it out.